Is it truly justice served if the one being punished doesn't have memories? This week on The Pour Over, Dylan and Joe discuss White Bear from the science fiction series Black Mirror. Let's pour it all over. What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill. And Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. We just have four weeks to kill before we get there to Westworld Season 3, so in the meantime, we're going to over four Black Mirror episodes we feel best capture the Westworld Black Mirror comparisons. We'll talk about which episodes they are, but before we get too ahead of ourselves, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. How you do? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be recording as wow. usual. We took a little bit of a break or like recording a little bit later than usual. Yeah. So feels like it's been a minute. Not not that the listeners will know. <laughs> for us, we know. We know. Yeah, we're feeling the we're feeling the uh the lagging west uh ooh, lagging black uh woo. Pour over <laughs> stuff. Oh my god, where's my brain? I feel like my memory just got wiped. Um yes. Yeah, man, it's uh, it has been a while, but the listeners won't know. Dill's gonna cram in a, a couple of, a couple of episodes in in the next week or so. So it's gonna be, mm. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be because of Dill that we're able to kind of get back into our schedule. Uh, yeah, also because of me that we're off schedule. <laughs> but you know, it's fine. Hey, you had important <laughs> things to attend to. True, true. Yeah, so it'll be Life good. Stuff. I think the the episodes should all come out on the normal schedule, hopefully, you know, the Monday release date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do our best. Yes, sir. Yeah, how's your how's your coffee been, man? What you been brewing? I'm still on the uh, Kiangoy from Deeper Roots. Um, mm. I have been kind of tweaking with the ratios I've been playing with. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I, I think I might've talked about on the show that I, I don't use, um, like measurements by the gram, but I just use mm. a scooper and I have yeah. two scoopers. So I have one scooper mm. that came with the AeroPress, you know, the, yeah, yeah. that one, but also I have like the smaller wooden scooper that I bought at Ooh. like some like uh coffee fair. Wow. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Real fancy. And, mm. um, it, it's actually a little smaller, it, it doles out okay. less coffee uh, if you're just comparing comparing the same bean. But I think, mm. I don't know if like, because like, I don't think the AeroPress scooper factors in the size of the bean. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you have a lot of really big beans in there, um, it might be, yep. it might end up being less coffee. Or if you have yeah. like a lot of little beans, you know, that's, uh, that's more, I guess, surface area that's included in that, in that scoop. Mm-hmm. So I've been using the... Um, I've been using the small scooper because the Kiangoy beans are actually pretty small. Mm. Uh, and I feel like whenever I use the AeroPress scooper, it's um, maybe too much coffee. Okay. Yeah. And so the coffee that I've been making lately has been a lot lighter. And uh, I think I like that. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What what you've been brewing on? Still the AeroPress. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, did yeah, the... Yeah. I did the uh, wave, I think, one time this week, but mm. um, I've been going on the AeroPress just because it's like so convenient, and yeah. you know, I've just been really busy with work. So, yeah, it's, yeah, makes sense. It's the go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that's why you gotta use a scale, man. Yeah, always recommended. That's why you get the most precise. Mm. But you know, it's just extra stuff, though. 
Well, you know, that's probably the one thing I do need to um, invest in. I got pretty much everything else but the scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of scale do you have? Uh, so I have the Hario scale. Um, oh, wait, I thought you had some knockoff one. Uh, that's that's what I started with, I guess, oh. whenever we... Uh, I don't remember. Whenever we started the podcast, at least, I was yeah. using a different scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got the Hario scale at some point. And I'll admit, it's mostly, like, an aesthetics thing. <laughs> I mean, a scale's a scale, right? So, mm. um, the Hario one is nice because there's a timer built in. So, like, you, you can get the weight and the timer all in one thing. Whereas before, right. I would use my phone. Mm. But I don't know if that justifies. Like, I, I don't remember how much it costs. But it costs it's more like, than a normal kitchen scale. It's, like, over $100, right? Ooh. Uh, I don't think no. it's that much. Okay. Hopefully not. I, I might I be know. thinking about a different one. Hopefully not. If it is, <laughs> oh man, I feel even worse. Uh, it looks nice though. <laughs> oh, you're in the Hario ecosystem, man. I am. I am. So it's it's one of those where, like, on, on the scale, it, I think it actually is slower than I would like it to be mm-hmm. in terms of like how fast it reads. Um, sometimes when I'm pouring the beans in to weigh it out, I feel like oh, it kind of goes over because there's a slight lag, so I have to take some beans out. Interesting. Um, whereas my other scale was a lot faster. Mm. So that's just one thing to note. I mean, it's not a big deal. But if it's going to cost you more, then that's something to consider. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd ask you on a scale of 1 to 10, no pun intended, mm. how worth it was the purchase. But mm, Well, it was a gift. Price to be, oh, so I, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't buy it. Yeah, it's just it's one of those like it's been on the list for a long time, but I can mm-hmm. never bring myself to buy it because I already own a scale. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was a gift. That's why. That also, I think, is why I don't really remember how much it costs. Um, <laughs> but assuming it's not too ridiculous, there, I feel like you, you would just add like a a coffee aesthetics tax on there, basically, mm-hmm. kind of like a coffee gear tax, just because quote unquote official Hario versus. Yeah. Um, kitchen scale which functionally are the same yeah for sure so it's nice it's nice um is it necessary nah but it's nice Mm. we like nice things on the show it's true it's true occasionally i look at that stag uh kettle that gooseneck Mm. kettle that's Mm -hmm. definitely all nice not necessary yeah but I, i i look at that too I need to get on to the kettle thing, too, because I still have the kettle you gave me from way back mm. when. Oh, it's broken, right? The handle's broken, but I, <laughs> I've been, I haven't i have taken the time to, like, research and get another kettle because it just works fine. Like, I just put, mm. like, a towel underneath it, and I oh, kind of yeah, just kind of yeah. go like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyhow, how's your coffee been this week? It's been good. So I just finished um, the Yes, Please today. Okay. And I... I don't know if I said it last time. I also finished the Oak Cliff. So I'm kind of at that point where it's time to re-up on some coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't decided where I'm going to go yet. But yeah, so next time we record, I might have some new coffee. Okay, cool. But um, I did have a new coffee experience. Oh. Um, so yeah, I was doing a little bit of traveling, hence the different recording yeah. schedule. But I uh, I visited a Phil's Coffee for the first time. Hmm. Phil's with a Z. I, I've never heard of that place. Oh, really? I, I, I've popular? been told it's like really well known. I don't know. I think it's a California thing. Oh, okay. Where I would say it's like their local 
chain, maybe. Local beans but, and brew. Yeah, but it's like better than that. <laughs> so um, their, their claim to fame or like what makes them unique is that every cup of coffee is made to order. So they only make single cups. Oh. Yeah. And then when you go in, they have like at least 15 different bean options. Interesting. Yeah. So they got light, medium, dark roast. Each one has, you know, like five different choices, five, six choices. Oh, got wow. the flavor notes on there. And then each barista, when you order it, it makes your cup to order. So, wow. Um, yeah. So that's kind of their thing. When I went there, super busy. So, yeah, they, I bet. They, they make it bank. Um, how many people they got working back there? Like how many bristles? A lot. Do they, they, yeah, I, I'm guessing yeah. if each cup is made to order, you got to have a lot of man manpower to be able to like get yeah. all the cups in. So the location I went to, I think they had five baristas mm-hmm. going at once. And they're all going. They had, I think they could each make like three or four cups at one time. Wow. Because um, they kind of have this little setup there. And so, yeah, they're all going. There's a long line. Um, you had to wait. So and, and they have food and stuff. So... Did, did yeah. each barista take the order and then make the coffee? Yep, yep. So you kind of wait in line, and, like, it's just this really long bar. And then the, when they're available, it's kind of like a cash register at, like, a store. They'd be like, okay, next in line. You go up to them and just tell them, uh-huh. and they'll make it for you. So, uh-huh. And they, they don't, um, they're not the cashier. So then, like, you order, they make it, and you go pay somewhere else. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I I've heard a lot about it. I think another thing that they're kind of known for is that some of their drinks they'll add mints into it. Um, oh, and some of them they have cardamom that they also add. Oh, wow. So like on some of the options they'll have like a little mint leaf next to it or like a little cardamom pod. Um, oh, cool. That they'll add be like, oh, this comes with that kind of thing. So mm. yeah, it's a local chain like to California. That's pretty well known, I think. But I would say it's like a step above. You know, like Starbucks or Beans and Brews and those kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Overall, yeah, it was a different different experience. Um, I I say I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. It is price. Point? I appreciate the choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's California, so you uh, know, it's not cheap. Uh, yeah. Dylan and I, I live in very the, economically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Saving. I think the places. small was like three sixty. Um, Ooh, this is wow. not terrible, but I mean, it's Dude. a lot more than I'm used to paying. I'm thinking know? like two, two bucks yeah. to two fifty for a cup. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's, that's usually a like batch brew. So, yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, you got to factor that in, factor in the California. So, but that's a small. So I think medium is like four sixty, large is like five something. I don't know. Dang. Um, yeah. So it's California for you. Wow. Um, yeah, and then they they sell the beans. Um, I think it's like eighteen dollars for a pound. Okay, if I'm trying to remember correctly. Um, and they did have a sign where it's like uh roast of the month or something like that, and it was a little bit cheaper. Mm. So, yeah, so it was good. I, I went. I think it's called the New Manhattan. I think is what it's called, and it was the lighter roast. Um, they had cherry um and mm. other flavor notes i couldn't really remember but it's good i mean, i would say it was better nice. than if i just got like a drip from starbucks or or something like that so, yeah yeah the shop was super loud though just because mm. it's so busy it was packed people all the people in line and so if you're trying to like have a conversation trying to do work i yeah. probably wouldn't go there not like a study place yeah i did go on a weekend so maybe it's extra busy then mm. um 
Yeah, but that's cool. kind of like something I've I've heard about, but never really experienced myself. Yeah, interesting. Yep, yep. What have been your coffee thoughts, though? Man, so this co- this coffee thought just came um, yesterday. I was meeting with some uh, coworkers. No shade if y'all listening. Uh, <laughs> someone said that their significant other th- never washes their hands. Wait, what? They never wash their hands. Like in the life, they don't know how. <laughs> like coming out of the bathroom, they never wash their no, hands. No, that's terrible. No, if, PSA, don't do that. It it freaking caught me off guard. To be honest, I was like, "What? What? Like yeah. you never wash your hands?" I wasn't telling her because it was the yeah, person's yeah, husband. Yeah. But especially wow. in, in our day and age right now, yeah. it's like, how can you? How can you like yeah. live so risky? What, was there a rationale for this? They just don't believe in soap. They think it's like a, a lie by the government or something, you know, consumer. No, I don't think he's schizophrenic. No. I, okay. I want to say laziness. Mm. Yeah. But okay. really, I mean, I don't. The the way it, that this, the, I just you just got faith, man. You got trust because <laughs> I I don't trust the other people in the public mm-hmm. restrooms. So that's that's me. You know, well, I don't, I don't trust myself. Like if I'm touching myself and then I won't, and I'm gonna go out and do other True. things. Like I'm not gonna put my hand back in my mouth. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe you're like, like at a restaurant or something. You're eating. Oh man, right. I mean, what your um. What was it? Your phone is like the dirtiest mm. thing ever, right? Oh, like, yeah. I think about that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't wash my hands every time I touch my phone, but... True. Um, I don't know. It, it, it caught me off guard. I was like, really? Mm. I hope I never meet him. I hope I never meet this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No no handshakes there. Just, uh, you know, an elbow bump or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah, friendly wave. Yeah. What wow. about you? Yeah. What about you, man? What have I mean, been your coffee thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's I. It's, the question I was going to ask, man, maybe you're answering it now with <laughs> yours, because you know we, we in that flu season, uh, mm-hmm. we in that coronavirus season, apparently. Yeah. yeah. At the at the time of this recording, you yeah, know, it's getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think sometimes people overreact to things, which just makes things worse. Mm. And so for me, I was like, just thinking, yeah, why, why people got to be kind of like hysterical in, in their okay. responses, you know, like, um, I was talking to my mom, she's at the grocery store last week and she was saying some lady in front of her bought 500 pounds of rice, like 10, 50 what? pound bags. Cause she was stocking up cause she's afraid, um, that, you know, that everything's going to run out or something. I don't know. Wow. And, and people are just like, it's too much. Like, I get it. You know, you, you, you want to be prepared in case you get sick, in case, you know, something does happen. But that just but makes the whole situation worse. What's rice going to do for you, ma'am? When you get yeah, the I mean, coronavirus, you what are you gonna, what's yeah. rice going to do for you? Exactly. So, I mean, I just... And then, like, people can't buy their stuff and other people are thinking that it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. And it just kind of snowballs, right? Mm-hmm. And so for like a lot of the stores around here now, a lot of my friends are posting pictures where like the shelves are empty. There's no yeah. water bottles. There's no food. Um, and so it just makes the situation seem much worse than it is, which I think just adds to like a mental stress. Yeah. Um, which just makes it worse than the already already like physical threat 
of like disease. It kind of just makes it all worse and just kind of snowballs together. So I'm mm. like, why, why people gotta be like that? Um, like I get it, but also chill out a little bit. Right. Well, I saw like this headline about Japan running out of um, toilet paper or something. Mm. And then uh, just recently they um, decided to close all their schools uh, oh. like two months early uh, mm. before summer break. So, you know, in light of all the the outbreaks happening globally, I guess mm-hmm. maybe the cases in Japan um, had hit a significant number to where they were closing yeah. all the schools. And then that leads to problems at home because then who's going to come and babysit the kids yep, when the yep. kids are home alone because their parents are working. Yeah. So it's tough. So in situations like that, like I, it, it makes sense. I get it. I think mm-hmm. I heard the University of Washington is canceling all their in-person classes because, you know, mm-hmm. Seattle area is kind of where a lot of the cases are coming out of right now for the U.S. Right. Um, so like that, that makes sense. Um, but here in Dallas, like we haven't had any in Dallas specifically. I think, you know, it's, it's coming into Texas now. But still, even mm. way beforehand, people already like trying to buy everything and it's just it's not good overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there's a case in Kentucky, which is not super far from where I am. Mm. Um, so it's definitely a real thing, but um, we can be sensible about it. We can we can be more chill. Yeah, I think there's a good way to go about it. Like definitely stock up, but don't go overboard because everyone else needs some stuff too. So mm-hmm. I think I heard you know some some reporters suggest like, oh yeah, when you go out to buy stuff, you know just buy a little bit more than you normally would. Just don't go and like empty the shelf into your cart. Right. Um, yeah, because you know everybody needs some too. Mm-hmm. So yep. yep. Share the goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think uh, we can get into our Black Mirror discussion now. Yeah, yeah. Kind of switch gears a little bit. Uh, like Dill said at the top, we are talking about Black Mirror, which is the uh, science fiction, British science fiction anthology series. Uh, it's on Netflix currently. I think it was just on you know BBC before. Um, and we'll be going over four episodes that we feel draws parallels to the Westworld world in anticipation of the season premiere of Westworld uh, season three. So the episodes that we'll be going over are, and we've already gone over 15 million merits, uh, white bear Playtest, and San Junipero. Uh, this week we'll be going over white bear, but you know, I was just like reflecting on the different uh, episodes in black mirror. And there's just like so many episodes that, that are like, mm. like Westworld, flavor that's like have the same flavor like even the one where the guy comes the person comes back to life as like a doll or something oh yeah that one uh striking vipers obviously um yeah just like a lot of really good comparison episodes but we're gonna talk about white bear today and um white bear is kind of starts off the episode just to give you guys a synopsis we're introduced to this unknown woman. She's in like this house. She's strapped to a chair. Um, and she sees like this television with a particular symbol on it. And she also finds these other clues. Like she sees like a man and a small girl. And she takes that picture of the small girl and she like puts it in her pocket. So she's really confused. We're also kind of confused in the episode. And she like escapes the house seeking for help because, you know, she's obviously has no idea where she is, who she who she is and how she got there. 
So she's like leaving the house and um, she's surrounded by these people who are recording her on their phones, uh, which later we find out from um, uh, this uh, other character named uh, Jem that these people are called, um, I guess they're just like spectators. And then there's other people, other people called hunters who are sent to kill people who are unaffected by the mind control caused by this symbol on that TV. So she's like kind of running around, escaping um, these hunters. This one particular hunter comes out. He's like in all red. He has a shotgun. He starts shooting at her. And then uh, she bumps into the gem, that girl I mentioned earlier, who kind of saves her at this gas station. Her partner gets killed, and then they flee from there. So it's a lot of fleeing and stuff. This whole episode is like very action-packed. And then they bump into this guy named Baxter, who initially seems like he's trying to help them, but then he ends up um, kind of like, um, I guess, trying to torture them. He brings um, both Jem and the woman to this this area with like all these like torture devices. Um, Jem escapes, and then she comes back and saves uh, the woman from uh, Baxter, who's about to strap her onto like a crucifix. And they continue traveling to um, try to find this place to destroy uh, what's transmitting these um, mind control symbols. So uh, they manage to get away from Baxter, and then they get to this nondescript location where the transmitter is. Um, uh, Jem and the woman start like um, uh, kind of going through this place, and then Jem just like starts going at all the machines around. She starts destroying it. She's about to light on fire. Then these hunters come back, and they um, they basically like try and um, you know abduct them again, kill them, whatever. And then before uh, the woman actually grabs a shotgun and the man and tries to kill the hunter, the shotgun fires and confetti comes out. And uh, then all the walls come down, and then it turns out that they're actually a, a part of a, on a set, a part of, like, this movie, kind of this, like, stage scene. And uh, the woman is revealed to actually be this person named Victoria Scalane, who's a criminal involved in an abduction and murder of the child that she was seeing in the photo. And the man in the photo was the person who actually killed the child. Victoria was the one who was filming it. And so the man in the photo, uh, I forgot his name, but it was Victoria's partner, he committed suicide. And in order for uh, there to be, I guess, some justice enacted on this situation, Victoria was sentenced to this White Bear Justice Park where basically daily she go, undergoes a psychological punishment um, of, of, of playing through this whole scene that we saw in the episode. And then, um, you know, Victoria is driven back to the beginning of the episode and, um, and, and then, uh, Baxter then wipes out all of her memories when she's on that, in that chair in that house. And then the end of the episode, we kind of get different scenes of the park from the visitor's perspective, revealing that, um, you know, this is something that people can come and visit and be kind of voyeurs to Victoria's daily psychological prison. So that was kind of the episode in a brief but not so brief kind of synopsis, um, and that's White Bear. So, mm-hmm. Dill, man, what did you think about this episode? 
Yeah, I think this episode stands out um, in the Black Mirror episodes, I think for a lot of people, at least that I've talked to, just because I think the approach that they take with it is pretty different in that like, mm-hmm. we don't really know what's going on until the end. So yeah. we are very much experiencing the confusion and all that. Like you said, the same with Victoria. We kind of are feeling that and experiencing it, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, I, I think when you first watch it, like that big reveal at the end yeah. is, is, is like, Ooh, it's, it's killer. You know, right. like, Oh yeah. my goodness, this, this is crazy. Um, on rewatch, just cause you know, I know what's coming. I think it, it, it removes a bit of that shock value. And mm. so, um, and it just got me thinking the whole time about what they're actually doing. And then it just makes me mm-hmm. feel a little sad. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of Westworld um, crossover in this. I mean, Westworld's a, a park, and this is also a park, and people right. come to see. Um, so, yeah, well, I also it's think a about, heavy episode. But yeah, go ahead. I also think about, you know, you're bringing in the Westworld comparison. I also think about how it's kind of like the man in black. Like, he was mm. kind of, he wasn't necessarily sentenced to go back into Westworld, but he's almost living in this eternal punishment as well. And, um, you know, in the end, we find out that, like, he um, basically had been in the simulation this whole time, Mm. right? Because then he bumps into Emily again, and she's like, basically, this is what you get or something. I can't remember. Anyways, Mm. um, yeah, I think think upon rewatch for me, this episode was, like, having me analyze all the actors in White Bear Park. And like yeah. I was just kind of thinking like, um, how do these people don't have how these people how do these people not have any empathy for her? Mm-hmm. Like being so close to her, seeing her like torment psychologically, being tormented psychologically, and like just just keep doing everything like every single mm-hmm. day. Like to me that that just doesn't make sense. Like I feel like someone yeah. would want to break out of their character and like trying to save this person from this eternal punishment. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, they know what they're signing up for. This is their jobs, right? And so they, in a very dark and twisted way, you know, they're just like the the characters at an amusement park, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just going through, and everyone seems to be okay with this. So, yeah, uh, it's it's tough. Yeah, I think on the rewatch, I felt like I didn't. I didn't like it anymore. Oh, um, like interesting. Just because, like, I'm, I like it as an idea, how they presented it, all of it, obviously. But I'm just like, man, this makes me feel very depressed and very, very sad. Mm. Um, and the more I watched it, the more I felt like empathy for for the main character, Victoria. Yeah. I mean, she she's being punished, obviously, on what she did, you know, kidnapping a girl, um, and and aiding um in in her murder like it's terrible mm-hmm. it's wrong yeah um but like is this really the best way to go about seeking justice like is this mm-hmm. even justice you know i think that's kind of the question trying to be being posed yeah um and i don't know if it really is i mm-hmm. think i would say it's not in my opinion but this, I this think... type of situation i was I, I, no, just like it's um yeah this type of situation it's it feels far fetched, but at the same time not that far fetched. Hmm. Like, 
I feel like, tell. you know, com- yeah, like comment threads online, those types of things. I feel like they'd be all like, this is just the manifestation of those types of things Ooh. where people are like, oh, you know, this person deserves this and all these types of stuff. True. Like this is that happening. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh man, this, where, where's, where's the human connection basically, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and yeah, this idea of justice, in my opinion, is not really justice. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, it's interesting because um, I was looking at the reviews on Google and there mm. were actually people talking about how this episode was genius, not because mm. it flips this like heroin idea of a criminal actually having empathy for them. It was they thought it was genius because um, they were like, oh, this punishment is like smart. Like, oh, that's that's oh, a perfect way no. to punish this person. And I was Ugh. like, whoa, that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, but I think that kind of speaks even more truth into what the episode is trying to say. Is mm. like people are so like into this idea of like um, just desserts or it's just mm-hmm. into the idea mm-hmm. of like glorifying torture. And uh, that scene where they go to the woods and Baxter like takes her to this place with all these different torture devices. Like there's like a crucifix. Um, That's the only one that jumps out to me, but I know there are different ones and it's like, this is not a new thing. Like Mm. this glorification of the torturing of criminals and like, um, yeah, like this kind of feeling of like vindictive justice is not mm-hmm. a new thing. Like we've always wanted to celebrate that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's like like it seems as though justice or like the benefits or the hoped for purpose of justice in this kind of world, this kind of system is mostly aimed toward all the onlookers. Like mm. they want to feel as though this is a good thing happening. Right. And in reality, is this really helping Victoria? I, I don't know if helping her is a goal, but like um, it, it basically just dehumanizes her to the point where, I mean, the whole thing is just for the rest of the world to feel better about themselves. Yeah. Um, and hmm. I'm just like, is that is that the whole point? You know, like punishment and all those types of things. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, that gets me thinking like even like philosophically, about how religions have this, and I, I know we can get really deep into this because you and I both kind of come from similar backgrounds, but religions mm-hmm. have this idea of eternal punishment. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was watching this episode, I, ke- I kept on thinking like, oh my God, this is like what hell is going to be for some people who mm. view religions in that way. Mm. And if looking at this episode in that, it's just if thinking of hell in that way, watching this episode, you're like, is that really right? Like hmm. that kind of turns my stomach a little bit, but um, anyhow, I, I think oh, I don't know where I was going with that. I forgot, <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's also that aspect of commodification or the or the commercialization yeah. of justice, of the justice system, or just mm. of of uh, of punishing punishing criminals. Yeah, and this comes up in a, a later episode as well in Black Mirror, and and maybe even a previous episode when we we're talking about fifteen million merits. You know, mm-hmm. everything's for the entertainment value, um, and so further and further more, it's just like 
how technology removes the human connection is just like a barrier between mm-hmm. people. Um, and yeah, I was just thinking like, you know, all the onlookers, spectators, they have their phones because, you know, they're trying to record stuff in the park, whatever. And that's yeah. what they're encouraged to do. But it's like literally, physically, they are, they aren't even viewing, they're not even watching Victoria with their own eyes. They're watching her through their camera. Ooh. Like even though they're physically there. Right. Is this technology that's actually separating them. Hmm. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, and like take a step back, you know, is this, is this the right thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and the way the episode goes, it just seems like this is just going to go on forever until, I guess, Victoria dies or yeah. she can't take it anymore and her mind totally breaks. I, I don't or know. Or her body long-term breaks term effects are. Yeah, her body, yeah. I mean, the stress, like I don't, even though she doesn't remember it, her body is still going her through it every day, right? Still does, yeah. And so I can't imagine, like, if this was actually happening, that someone could endure this for very long mm-hmm. um, before their body just kind of gives out. Mm-hmm. And I was even thinking too, like, will her memory uh, catch up to her? Like, because mm. I know in this episode we're seeing like a snapshot in time, and like yeah. the way that she, the things that she was saying to some of the actors were like surprising, surprising to them. Cause yeah. like Baxter was kind of like in the woods. What are you talking about in the woods? Like, what do you, what do you know about the woods? And then, yeah. um, another point, another point, um, in the very beginning when Victoria starts to kind of interact with one of the, um, the cell phone people, she mm. throws like a rock at them or something. Oh yeah. And then, uh, Jem has to like almost stun her because yeah. she's starting to like think more rationally about things. So like, I wonder at what point is her memory going to be like, uh, crystallize so that she'll like actually remember some things. Yeah. She kind of has all these flashbacks. We kind of see that for her and yeah, they're just trying to control how she thinks, like how much control they can, can they have forever? Um, mm-hmm. I do think, I mean, for better, or for worse, like the whole park is thought out pretty well, you know, like Jem's character yeah. as the way of like feeding information to, to Victoria. Cause she, she doesn't know what's happening. And she's mm-hmm. kind of going along with the different events and experiences. And then like Jim like gives her all the information and, and basically is helping her trying to shape the narrative, build the world for her. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I mean, since I know what's happening, I'm like, oh, this kind of sucks. But also I was like, oh, this is done really well. Right. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, oh, yeah, there's these hunters, there's these onlookers, you know, all this kind of stuff. And even the taser thing, she, she I guess she. I don't know if that's part of their training or if she just thought of yeah. that on the spot and she's like, Oh, don't look at it. You know? Cause then she, she, Victoria will have the chance of realizing what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as a whole park experience, I mean, it's thought through. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they have, yeah. And they have like those training sessions in the beginning or not really training sessions, but they demonstrated to the audience kind of mm-hmm. what these people, these actors do and like um, kind of, they did show the stun gun at one point, kind of like we have these as a precaution or mm-hmm. something. Um, I don't know why I'm jumping to this, but I feel like I can liken Victoria's character to Bernard slash Arnold hmm. because they both kind of had their memories wiped and they became hmm. a different character per se. And in the beginning of Westworld, we kind of saw, uh, well, we always kind of saw Arnold as kind of this, Bernard is kind of this good guy, but mm-hmm. also kind of like a part of Delos. And eventually mm-hmm. he kind of moves more towards like Ford. 
And then like he's still evolving because he's like then kind of like, I don't know, siding with um, Maeve or I don't know. But I just feel like it's like, are we truly when we don't have our memories, like who are we? And Mm -hmm. like, and um, what are we deserving of in this world with with our memories wiped? And like, it's like, Mm -hmm. do we really deserve that treatment if when we wipe our memories, it's like we're a completely different person? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's fair because, you know, in the beginning of the episode, when Victoria comes out of the house, she's kind of like, who who am I? Like, I don't remember who I am. And then on the reveal at the end, um, Baxter, uh, he's kind of like, let's tell you who you are. And then they Mm. show that the whole video sequence of the news and all like her crimes and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just, it just still makes me question. You know, yeah. If she doesn't remember, then is punishment even accomplishing anything? Which, you know, back to my previous comment, like I, the only thing it's really accomplishing is for the onlookers. Mm-hmm. Um, not nothing really for her. And then like, yeah, what's the whole point, anyways? Then. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Like I think this is just really people wanting to take justice into their own hands. Like, mm. taken to an extreme. It's kind of, um, I don't know, it may, for some reason, it makes me think of, like, The Purge or something. You know, those movies. Oh, where yeah. You, just, you go and do your own thing, like, thinking that we we can answer or have the answer for what justice looks like, um, but it ends up being kind of cruel, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I think the worst thing, like, when, once it got really, like, um, I, I don't want to keep watching this, like, is at the end when, when they bring her back to the house. Oh, like, yeah. They're wiping her memories, and she that obviously torturing her is like a terrible. Like her yeah. screams, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Uh, like you can hear it through the whole house. <laughs> yeah, that was like hard. all the people are just like doing whatever. They're just resetting the sets, quote yeah, unquote. Set, totally robotic. Um, while she's just being tortured, and they're showing the video that sh- that Victoria took of of the girl she abducted. I'm like, th- this is beyond you know mm-hmm. like cruel. And and for me, I was like, this part of it wondering if the onlookers are even aware that this is what it takes for them to have their park experience. Mm. Um, I mean, like probably not, I don't know. Like if they know how painful this is, all that kind of stuff, like, I don't know if Baxter gets joy out of it. Yeah. But like, if they saw this part, like would that change anything? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Probably not. Um, given how the world is, is set up for us. But yeah, that was when I was like, Oh man, this is kind of going downhill and it's, it makes it hard to watch. It's like, yeah, dark. It took a dark turn, even darker where it's like, ah, mm. mm-hmm. that's a, that's a black mirror, man. That's what it is. It's true. It's true. This is, this is black mirror. One of, at its finest than like one of the, one of the episodes, handful of episodes, mm-hmm. I would say it's just like too, too good at its job. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Any uh any other thoughts about this episode? Uh I don't know. Like because the way they decided to film and present this story, like not a lot happens, you know, um in terms of mm-hmm. a narrative mm-hmm. because we as an audience we don't start with any information. Mm-hmm. And so in other stories, other episodes, we have a lot of outside information which helps us helps the, them build the narrative in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's all about like the experience. Yeah. Um, which I think this one probably particularly, and maybe some other episodes 
led to them making the Bandersnatch movie um, for, oh, for I haven't Black seen Mirror. That. Yeah, yeah, that's like a choose your own adventure. It's kind of like, mm. uh, uh, like they're trying a new thing where you, it, as the viewer, actually, you get to choose what happens in the movie. Um, yeah, but that's also yeah, it's like this experience is kind of as if we were watching White Bear and we got to choose what happened next. Kind of, kind of mm. idea. Okay. Um, like where we control the character, we're like, oh, you should run into this house, or you should attack the guy with a gun, or run away, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The movie is just okay. Like, like I, they're trying a new thing. Netflix is trying a new thing. So <laughs> I mean, that's all right. But, um, yeah. So just like the way they're choosing to present it is less on the story. I think. Oh yeah, I would agree. No, nothing really I, happens. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it's one like of like a shock I, value. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like the, them doing this forty-five, fifty-minute episode to ask a question. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think that's that's the one fault I think Black Mirror has is that it ends up just being kind of a way for the writers and the directors to kind of just like I don't know indulge themselves and like. Mm. asking a very diff, you know just kind of mind bending question and like layering all these like um story elements around it without actually developing mm-hmm. characters and stuff you know yeah. it's just one episode for sure i mean so it's not mm-hmm. you're not going to have like a lot of development but it does seem kind of like futile in the end a little bit yeah yeah and then they just keep on going and he Baxter keeps crossing off X's on the calendar. It's mm-hmm. just another day, you know, another day at the work at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know, man. It just got me thinking it's just like eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind, you know? Like mm. this just I, I I wouldn't be okay in a world like this. I mean hopefully I think most people would probably say that, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not, because you send the reviews, people are okay with it. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary, man. Like, man, how much have yeah how much have they thought about it like if mm. this is really how we punish everyone then like forgiveness as a concept no longer right. exists you know? well i mean i think if it was up to number 45 he he might actually do something like this mm. Mm. i have little faith in in his concept of justice but um yeah, it's tough yeah man this episode didn't actually make me as uncomfortable as 15 million merits. Hmm. But this definitely still made me feel just as bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah. feel like yeah. I got you. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to talking about playtest next next week. I yeah. think it kind of combines a little bit of both in that like but there's more story there and also like you still experience a lot of things. So, yeah, looking forward yeah. to that one. Cool, me too. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on, finish the episode like we do every week by trying to bring some positivity in by mm-hmm. asking what's making us happy. So what's making you happy this week, Joe? Uh, what's making me happy this week is getting out there and just going biking, man. Just going okay. out and cycling. Uh, I have um, a, a road bike that I've been riding for a while, but I also recently bought a new gravel bike that uh, I found a good deal for it on uh, Facebook Marketplace. And now, um, you know, this bike kind of lets me do some more mountain biking. It has some uh, 
thicker tires, uh, more more kind of grippier, nubbier tires, and the geometry is a little bit more kind of a uh, kind of responsive and relaxed as opposed to like my vintage road bike. So it's been fun getting out there and um, you know uh, just like yeah, going off the beaten path. Mm, going so off the a gravel bike path. is kind of like a mountain bike, or it's I'm, I'm yeah, not super informed. You know, this is like another one of those things. One of those things where like you really don't need it. Like it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like your Hario, you know, uh, scale. Yeah. It's like you know the bike industry, I guess, coming up with new genres for their bikes. Mm. So the gravel bike inhabits the adventure bike kind of category, okay. which um, if you know about like bike racing, um, there's this uh, sport called cyclocross, which is like mm. road biking, but it's more kind of rugged and off-road. And so they took this cyclo- cyclocross concept and turned it into something more like leisurely and more consumer friendly. And it's basically like a mountain bike with a more road bike feel. It's like in between that. Hmm. All right. Very cool. Again, really into the weeds, all the biking stuff. Yeah. The rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 Cool. (laughs) What about you, man? What has been uh, making you happy this week? Yeah. This week, uh, like I sort of indirectly mentioned, you know, I I was traveling, got to go visit California this past week. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I just enjoy being able to meet new people. So met met a lot of new people that I didn't know before. So just being able to make those human connections, yeah, you know, yeah. what is lacking in these Black Mirror episodes. So yeah. trying to compensate for that maybe. <laughs> so yeah, just going to new places, seeing new people. I think just trying to understand how different people live in different areas of the world. Not mm. just getting stuck in my little, you know, Dallas um, circle. But right, yeah, trying to right. branch out sometimes and see see what the rest of the world is like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So enjoying it and yeah, going to Phil's coffee. Nice. Yeah. Yep. How do you like that Cali weather? It was great. That's all I gotta say. Cause Texas weather is not great. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely um yeah, it's, it's like one of the first things people always talk about when it comes to California. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, it's true. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, it's, it's not like exaggerated or anything. We're like, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, it's at least consistent because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're kind of in that point in the spring right now where the, the mornings and the nights are very cold. But then the, the afternoons get like hotter in Texas mm-hmm. and Dallas, at least. So it's like in the morning night, you kind of have to wear a heavier jacket. But then it's like too much for the middle of the day. And just like, yeah. please, just choose one. Just That's what I it. hated about uh, living in Dallas or Houston too. But like, yeah. yeah, like in the mornings, it would be like maybe the 40s, 50s. Yeah. And then like by midday, it's like 80. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, like I could deal if it was one or the other. That's fine. You know, it's too cold, it's too hot, whatever. But it's just that the whole time. Mm -hmm. But this, it's like, it's both. I'm like, please. I'm not trying to carry two sets of clothes around me all the time. Right, yeah. Yeah, so consistency is good. And it just makes it even better that the consistency is like 70s. So Mm -hmm. that is just, it's very nice. For sure. California, what's up? Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's very expensive though. So you pay for it in the coffee. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah that, that's how they keep the weather good. You know, there you go. They, they have like a weather machine yeah, over there in prediction. California. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the taxes. <laughs> All right. Well, it's good catching up with you again, Dale, this mm-hmm. week talking about uh, White Bear, and I look forward to next week when we talk about playtest. Yep. Yep. Cool. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us and take care. Hey. Peace. <laughs>